but it is a real joy to be able to hang out. And I really hope and pray that at the end of this gathering, uh, if you just need some encouragement, if you just need a hug, um, I feel that's my purpose here this weekend, uh, to make you feel like God is watching you. Um, and I, wanna, I want you to know that a, a hug from God feels like a hug from a muscular Asian guy. <laughs> and so at the end of this gathering, I just feel that was my assignment. And um, yeah, yesterday I was texting with Jeff and he was like, hey, hey, what, where are the notes? You got to send in the notes. Jabin likes notes. And I'm like, I don't have any notes this weekend. Um, I, I just really feel the Holy Spirit um, already talking. And uh, it, it's, 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 it's funny that at 5 a.m. this morning, I, I woke up saying, hey, God, give me a word. And he, he, he led me to Isaiah 40. Do, do you know that last song that we just sung is out of Isaiah 40? Those who wait on the Lord, those who hope on the Lord will renew their strength. So I'm smiling. I'm going, God, you're up to something. Can someone say amen to that? So for the next 25 minutes, just open up your hearts. Humble your soul. Just extend your hands to heaven and say, Jesus, whatever you have for me, bring it. And um, we're going to share a few truths, have a few laughs. And then after that, we're going to hug a little bit. And I'm going to believe that you're going to walk away with more hope than you came with. Can you believe that with me? Because that's the word that God gave me for you today. A simple word. God wants to resurrect your hope this Easter. This Easter season, God wants to resurrect your hope. I love how the Reverend Dr. Bishop Omar Talked about how Palm Sunday, the, the, the key word to Palm Sunday, the week before, the beautiful events of Easter, what was Hosanna. Uh, Lord, help us. Lord, save us. We're in a helpless place. We're in a hopeless place. God, could you show up? And he responds with what happens on a hill 6,000 miles away 2,000 years ago. God wants to restore your hope. If you came in feeling low on hope, he wants to top you up with hope. If you walked in this morning feeling like you can barely breathe, he wants to breathe oxygen back into your soul and have you leave with a smile in your dial and a bounce in your step marked by hope. God wants to restore your hope this Easter season. So what's hope? Hope is simply a joyful expectation for the future. When you think about tomorrow, confidence builds in your heart. When you think about a situation, you feel like you have the strength from the inside out to do whatever you need to do to get through that situation. Hope is a joyful expectation for the future. The belief that there is better yet to come that sense that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And my friends, you'll need hope. Because God designed your soul and your life in such a way to run off hope. That's the reason it said in Isaiah chapter 40, even youths grow tired and weary. I was on the golf course yesterday with a youth. Like me and Sammy boy, we're just kind of a little bit older and we're a little bit longer in the tooth. But young Omar here, he's a young man. But even by the 15th, 16th hole, he was growing tired and weary. 
And the wisdom and the strength of the old God, you know what I'm saying, came over the top in the end. Isaiah 40 saying, we all grow tired, we all grow weary, we all get places, get to places in our life where we feel hopeless. But those who wait on the Lord, those who hope on the Lord will renew their strength. When you have hope, it's feel, it feels like you got gas in your tank to just keep on dealing with your days, to keep on climbing those mountains, to keep on solving those problems. With hope, you can just keep on going. How, how's your hope tank looking right now? Like, how's your gas tank looking right now? I'm telling you now, with gas like $17 a gallon, I know a lot of your people are running around with that kind of like kind of quarter tank kind of action. Just out of curiosity, who in this room has filled their tank all the way to the top in the last three months, okay? I just want to see all the fancy people in the room, you know what I'm saying? How many people are living that like kind of $5, $10 at a time? Come on, I got it. When you allow the Holy Spirit to fill your soul with hope, you can keep on dealing with that struggle in the household. You can keep on dealing with that difficult boss. You can keep on dealing with difficult market situations. You can keep on going forward if you got hope. You need hope because those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Come on, you need hope because it protects your heart. There is so much in the world that wants to damage your heart. Disappointment, discouragement, the forces and the factors that consistently, continually push against you, bless you. There is so much in the world that tries to destroy the hope in your heart. But when you've got hope in your heart, it protects your heart against every circumstance that surrounds you. That's what it says in the book of Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. The reason some of y'all have fallen into a sickness of heart, the reason some of y'all are fighting so quickly, losing your temper so fast, feeling so down all the time is because you've gone an extended period of time without hope in your heart and now your heart has grown sick. But hope revives the heart. Hope restores health to your heart. Come on, we need hope. Come and you need hope. Because the gospel message without hope is no gospel message at all. That's the reason in 1 Peter chapter 3, it says you've got to be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you about the hope that you have. Or in other words, a Christian without hope is a Christian without a witness. And right now, in a day and an age where it feels like the whole world is hopeless, come on, how much brighter should our light shine now as we're saying, you know what, the world may be going crazy, but Jesus is still on the throne. Everything might be falling apart, but God's holding my life together. Come on, right now, as a group of people who are trying to follow Jesus and bring city light into the city of Las Vegas, we need hope more than ever. Some of us have ruined our witness over the last couple of years because we have shown ourselves just as hopeless as someone who doesn't have Jesus. We get freaked out by the news like someone without Jesus. We get angry about the divisions in society just like someone without Jesus. No, not the Jesus follower. We have such a deep hope 
It's going to cause the world to go, yo, bro, what's, what's up with this thing that you got? Give me an answer for this hope that you have. Come on, we need hope. So here's the question. How do I see my hope restored? Because yo, Dan, hope has been hard. Over the last couple of years, hope has been difficult. It is tough to have a joyful expectation for the future when your present is filled with so much pain and disappointment. It is hard to have a joyful, confident expectation for the future when you've been through what you've been through in the last couple of years. It's hard to have a hopeful expectation for the future when you're surrounded by by bad news and You know, it feels like just as you're getting through something, something else hits you. You know what I'm saying? Like we're done with this kind of Delta thing, this COVID thing, and then they come up with a Delta thing. You feel that the Delta thing is done. They come up with an Omicron, and then you find out there's all these Greek alphabet letters that we're going to basically roll through at some point. You know what I'm saying? You think you're you're just done with like with like just all the craziness in the world, and then Europe catches fire, and it feels like we're going to enter into a. You know what I'm saying? It's so hard to have a hopeful expectation for the future when it feels like your days are filled with so much darkness and despair. And the reality is, if you're sitting here right now and you're feeling like you're low on hope, you're not alone. I just Googled this morning, the Go- you know, Google is like the, the well from which all truth flows. <laughs> Seriously, I Googled this morning just like statistics on hope. And, and uh, one of the major uh, surveying agencies in America basically asked this question at the end of every single year in their annual survey, how hopeful are you for the year to come? In 2019, 54% of Americans said, I am hopeful that this year to come is going to be better than the year gone by. At the end of 2020, that number dropped from 54% to 44%. And then at the end of 2021, heading to 2022, only 33% of Americans said, I'm more hopeful that this year is going to be better than the year before. So that means two out of three people in this room, most likely, walked in going, man, I'm low on hope. Dan, you know what? You're right. I don't smile quite as big as I used to. I don't laugh quite as loud as I used to. Stuff gets me down just way quicker than it used to. And I would love to see my hope restored this Easter time. So here's the question, how? Okay, big Chinese guy who obviously does a lot of upper body work, but not as much on his lower body, how? (laughs) How does this Easter story bring hope to me today? How? If hope is restored at Easter time, if hope is resurrected at Easter time, I need to know how these events on a hill and in a grave 6,000 miles away 2,000 years ago make a difference in Las Vegas in 2022. How, Dan, do I walk away with more hope because of Easter? Well, I'm glad you asked. So if you're taking down notes, it's time to pull out your leather-bound journals and your pens right now. I say it all the time. A blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind in remembering the things that God whispers to you about. I'm not saying you need to take notes to get into heaven. I'm just saying, why take a chance, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, might be like a pop quiz at the end, an open book test. You know what I mean? Don't write that down. 
iPhones, iPads, open them up. Thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs as you do so. That's a wonderful piece of technology you have right there. You know what I'm saying? Google devices, Samsung devices, you can put it away, bro. I've got nothing for you from this point on in the message. I want to give you three things that happened on that hill. 6,000 miles away, 2,000 years ago, they give us hope today. Is that cool? The first thing that happened was love was declared. Love was declared. Whoa, Dan, like, this is like Jesus and a crucifixion and him walking up a hill and being spat on and, you know, he's being pinned to a cross. He's being hoisted in the air. This is an execution. This is not a love declaration. My friends, do not miss the beautiful first statement that flowed from that hill 6,000 miles away 2,000 years ago. Love was declared. That's the reason in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, but God would demonstrate his love for us in this, that whilst we're still running in the, the other direction, Jesus would hang on a cross and die for us. God would demonstrate his love. God would prove his love. God would show his love for you in this, that whilst you were a sinner, Rejecting God, rebellious to Him, He still gave His Son Jesus to die for you. This is not just a religious act recorded in history, celebrated now for centuries. No, this is a once and for all declaration to you. You are love. You were not forsaken, you were not forgotten, you were not rejected, you were not fallen, you're not fragmented, you're not a fool, you are loved. And not only are you loved, you big time loved. Because you've got to understand that at Easter time, not only was God's love declared, but the magnitude of God's love was declared. Do you know that love can be measured? Like scientifically, love can be measured. Simply put, love is measured by... Distance traveled for something. The more you love something, the further you travel. Last night, I got home about 10 o'clock. I was walking into the hotel. I'm staying on the strip and I'm walking in. And then you know what? I felt this little kind of grumble in my tummy. And it was the Holy Spirit speaking through my stomach that I need a little bit of in and out. All right? There's a little bit of in and out. So I'm going to go try and go get a little bit in and out. And I, and I said to him, you know what, Lord? Here's the tester. I'm going to put into my phone, if there's an in and out within one mile, I'm going to get that in and out. And right, you know what? It's like the Holy Spirit showed up. Exactly one mile away from where I was, then an in and out. So I think so I'm, going to go Uber me, I'm going to Uber myself some in and out. But you know how much an Uber is on the strip on a Saturday night at 10 o'clock? I'm, I'm paying $42 to go up and go get it. I'm, that double-double, you know what I'm saying? Is good, but not worth a $42 Uber ride, so I'm going to walk it. So I went and walked along. You know, you see some things on the strip, you know what I'm saying, at 10 o'clock at night trying to get some in and out And I'm walking along that strip. I'm going one mile, getting up, I got my in and out I got myself my, my, my double-double, animal style. got my fries, animal style. And I can't resist. I'm lactose intolerant. Buy, get me a vanilla shake, you know what I'm saying? And I'm rolling back, and I'm like kind of hanging out, and I'm, and I'm walking back, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I just walked a mile. I said, you know what? I do it again. Because that in and out is worth a mile walk. Now, is it worth two miles? Nah. Is it worth three miles? Definitely not. You'd all walk a certain amount for in and out, and that would show 
how much you really love that in and out When Jesus hung on a cross 2,000 years ago, you've got to understand the journey that he made to get to that place. From the throne room of heaven, from perfection in eternity, he steps into the earth and takes on the very nature of a human servant. And not a human servant that would pour out water or break bread as food, but a human servant who would allow himself to be whipped, bloodied, and bruised on your behalf. So you've got to understand this picture of Jesus hanging on a cross is the picture of how far God traveled to get to you. So how dare you walk out of this place going, I am the helpless. You are the loved. I am the hopeless. No, you are the loved. Come on. I'm the forgotten. No, no, no. You are the loved. I'm the rejected. No, you are the loved. You are the one who was betrayed by that individual. No, you are the loved. And not only you love, come on, you big time love. The second thing that's declared on that hill 6,000 miles away, 2,000 years ago, is not only how loved you are, but the fact that Jesus makes a way for you back to the Father. Jesus makes a way. So love is declared and Jesus makes a way. That's the reason the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's not, you know, like religious shade being thrown. It's just an honest observation that we're all in the same boat, yo. Come on, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Compared to God and his perfection, we're all in a lot of trouble. And even though every world religion has suggested to us that the way that we get back to him is through our effort, through our energy, through our service, and through our sacrifice, Jesus alone shows up and says, you know what? You can't make your own way. But guess what? I'll come along and I'll make a way. And that's what was happening on that hill 6,000 miles away, 2,000 years ago. A way was being made. Come on, a debt was being paid. Because that's what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. For the wages of these sins is death. In other words, you rack up a bill and you deserve to pay by death. And we can't afford to clear this bill in our own righteousness or our own strength. But the gift of God, come on, the goodness of God, come on, the grace of God now is an offer of eternal life. What was happening on that hill 2,000 years ago, 6,000 miles away that gives us hope today? Love was being declared and a way was being made. To a humanity who could not get back to God by themselves, Jesus showed up, rolled up his sleeves and says, hey, step aside. Let me do it. Come on, smile. That's good news. How good does it feel when your debt gets paid? Hmm. I, I, I golf a lot when I'm on the road. Um, I just like to uh, kind of catch up with my buddies who I get to minister with. And, and, uh, and yesterday, sure enough, went out like Pastor Jabin before he flew out. He graciously kind of ran around. I think he played 13, 14 holes with us. And, and uh, we got to hang out on the, on the golf course. And, uh, but there's always that awkward moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
even though I'm the guest, you know, when you're at the pro shop and kind of all the rounds are being paid for, there's that little kind of little question in your heart, you know, am I covered in this situation? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the reason I got that little kind of check in my spirit, the little question in my heart is because a couple of years ago, uh, I was ministering uh, in a city that will remain like unnamed, Atlanta. And I'm there and I'm hanging out with a pastor and we went to a really beautiful golf course. And we're there and, and up, to that, up to that point, we've been going out and I've been playing golf as I've been traveling around and... And, 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 and I assume that, you know, like I'm the guest speaker, you know, you cover my morale, you know, you got a couple of balls for me, you know, you know, buy a Gatorade for me, like we good, you know, and like we're there. And I'm, so I went to this really nice golf course and so I'm there and so I'm here and like I'm going to get myself a little, you know, like a souvenir ball and hey, you know, I need a glove. So here's a little glove and, like, and, and, and I, I, I need some tees and grab some tees here as well. And, so, and, and, and the round of golf is like, you know, 300 and I'm like, all right, cool. And then so I'm standing there with the pastor and then, and then I'm looking at him and then he's looking at me and the guy's looking at me. And then, and then, and then he asked the question, uh, so uh, are you covering all of this or is everyone separate? And then he just says, oh, no, no, he's by himself. <laughs> so I got, like, I got to run up like a little $400 bill here. And I didn't bring any money with me. And it was like kind of as, oh, my goodness. I, oh. So I'm like, I was, I was going to do the whole, you know, the whole kind of just put the stuff back kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll just ride and watch today. <laughs> I was, and then my other buddy, uh, actually his, the, the pastor's son, he steps forward and he says, no, no, this one's on me, Dan. And he swipes the card. It felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> every evil thought, every time you rejected his voice, every single time you willingly hurt somebody, every single time you lost that temper, every single time you gazed upon that image that you know you had no business gazing upon. Every single time you cheated somebody out of something. Every single time you lied. No, no, stretch the truth. Every single time we did something that falls short of God's perfect standard, we racked up a bill. And none of us could afford to pay it. And the wages and the fallout of this racking up of that bill should have been eternal separation and hopelessness without God. We should have been told forevermore, you made your bed now, you're, you can lay in it. But Jesus stepped in and swiped the card. Yeah. Ooh, that doesn't give you some hope on a Sunday morning. That nothing right now can separate you from the love that he wants to reveal to you because of the fact that Jesus swiped the card. Come and smile, that's good news. Because standing before you was a broken, busted guy who makes more mistakes than he can count. Who's got a rap sheet that can basically go toe-to-toe with anyone in this room. But I live full of hope because I know that my God didn't allow me to flay around in hopelessness forever in my sin. He stepped forward. He swiped the car. When he carried our cross. And I want you to take note of that. That first Easter weekend, 
He did not carry his cross. He carried our cross. Because the Bible says Jesus was perfect. He was without sin. Or in other words, he had no debt to pay. So on that day, he didn't touch his cross. He carried our cross. What he was doing, he was swiping the card. Hey, this one's on me. Come on, smile. That's good news. Come on, sorry, I'll tell you now. So, on this hill, 6,000 miles away, 2,000 years ago, love is declared. A price was paid, a way was made, a debt was cleared. And the third thing that happened was power was on display. Or in other words, God flexed. Oh, God flexed. That's the reason in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, like the apostle Paul is, he's praying, he goes, I'm praying that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted or flexed when he raised Christ from the dead. So what happened on that hill and in that grave 6,000 miles away, 2,000 years ago, that gives us hope today? He's letting you know you are loved. He makes a way for you. And he has power available to you. You might ask the question, okay, Dan, how much power? Is this like 400 horsepower? Is this like kind of Tesla dual motor power? Like what kind of power? Well, he says, no, this is the power. The same power that was flexed in raising Christ from the dead is the same power available to you today. Oh, whoa, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't get it yet. The same power. So Jesus is laying in a tomb three days. <laughs> dead, buried, gone, hope is lost. And then God would breathe life back in. And that same power that raised him from the dead is the same. Everyone say same. same. The same power available to you on this Sunday the week before Easter. In your darkness, the same power. In your shame, the same power. In your tiredness, the same power. In your discouragement, the same power. Can everyone say same? same. One day we'll be able to travel around the world again, okay? And we'll just, we'll just, just cruise around. And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to dare you. I'm going to double dog dare you. Go to Malaysia at some point. Okay, that's my home country. All right, beautiful, beautiful islands, like kind of everything's cheap. The food is delicious. And if you ever get along to Malaysia in the capital, have you been to Malaysia before? Pastor Shan, you got to, you and Jay, you got, you, Malaysians would love you guys. You know what I'm saying? There's, I love you guys, right? <laughs> so if you go down to downtown, like Kuala Lumpur, the, the um, capital of Malaysia, there's a night market. And in that night market, you're going to see the most amazing things, okay? Food and like just different like kind of souvenirs and all that kind of stuff. But you're going to find a whole bunch of things for sale, okay? Kind of like on the strip, but not kind of like on the strip, all right? 
because you're going to see some, you know, some Louis Vuitton stuff where Louis spelt wrong. Uh, you're going to see a whole bunch of like Gucci things, but it's G-U-C-C-Y, you know what I'm saying? You're going to see a little bit of that Gucci Gucci, you know what I'm saying? You're going to find some watches there, like Rolex, like with R-O-L-E-K, Rolex. And here's the best part, I swear. You ask these people selling these interesting bags and these watches if they're the real deal, the genuine article. They will say, yes, yeah, yeah, the same, same. No, 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 no. Is this a real Rolex? Yeah, it was a Rolex. Yes, yeah, same, same. No, no, no this, this Gucci bag looks like my wife's Gucci, but is this a real Gucci Gucci bag? Yeah, yeah, this is the same bag, same, same. I'm here to let you know that, that in Malaysia, when you hear same, same, it means not the same, same. <laughs> in this text, this is not that same, same. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead that first Easter Sunday is the same power available to you right now. Come and smile, that's good news. Because you know what, like Dan, like I've lost so much out of this last season. I've gone so far backwards in our finances, in our fa- the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead is the same power at work in your finances right now. Come on. But Dan, like I've lost relationships over the last couple of years. Had friends of mine who like I grew up with, I spent years with, we've been through so much stuff with, but because of different points of view and just takes on culture, we have split apart. And the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead, come on, is the same power that can resurrect a relationship. Come on. But Dan, you know what? Like this last couple of years has been tough on our marriage. I thought like kind of getting locked down and quarantined for like five months would be good for our marriage. It wasn't. And we haven't been right since. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that's at work in your marriage right now, sir. Right now, ma'am, it's the same power. Come on. Even as a church, I know that for me as a pastor, it's been difficult the last couple of years because it feels like you've lost so much momentum. It's like at the end of 2019 coming to 2020, everything was up and to the right and everything was just pumping and moving and everything was incredible and then everything slowed down the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Come on, it's the same power that's breathing into City Light Church in this season. And I know that I need that like you do. Because I came into 2022 with so little hope. I was one of the 67% of Americans who said, you know what, I'm scared about this year. I'd say the hope was beat out of me throughout the course of 2021 as my parents remained in quarantine for a whole year. Melbourne, Australia. I have to FaceTime every single day and I see my father getting angry and angry and my mother getting grayer and grayer and I'm like going, God, could you do something? And church was just really difficult. It was hard to like pastor people who had just like kind of gone all over the place and you didn't know where half of your people were and it was like kind of, it was crazy. And if that wasn't bad enough, I got COVID the second time in the December 2021. I had like COVID like, you know, 1.0 there in like December 2020. 
And not like that cute, kind of like young people COVID. Like, you know, I lost my taste and smell for like a day and just went to sleep, felt great again. You know, like I'm, I'm talking about like, I nearly died kind of COVID. You know what I'm saying? And then everyone's telling me like, that second one isn't as bad as the first one. It was every bit as bad as the first one. So I'm like getting beat up by COVID. I also feel weak because my body couldn't fight it off like everyone else's body was fighting. And I'm usually like an up guy, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's because my mother didn't breastfeed me and gave me Red Bull instead. I don't know what happened, but something <laughs> happened to me. But I was coming into 22 low. But I'm just here to testify to you. In the last couple of weeks even, that scripture in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with peace and joy as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope to everyone around you. That's becoming my life. And my joyful expectation coming for the future is being restored. And I just want that for you as well. Can someone say a good amen to that? So as we wrap up our time, I just want to do two things, okay? Number one, I want to give someone a chance in this room to simply say, you know what? Hey, over the last 26 minutes, I've been, I've been thinking to myself, I don't even think I got Jesus, I got some religion. I got some like knowledge about Jesus. But Dan out here rolling around with his giant arms telling me that I can have hope in Jesus. And I, I don't think I even have Jesus to begin with. I'm here to let you know that's all Christianity really is. Christianity isn't about weird kind of religious practices. It's not about rules or regulations, do's and do nots. No, Christianity is just recognizing that God loves you and comes to find you where you are. And because he's the great gentleman of the universe, he knocks on your heart's door and he allows you to open that door. And when you open up that door, he enters in, gives you new life, new purpose, and new hope. How cool is that? So with every eye closed and no one looking around, if you're saying, Dan, I've got religion, but I don't have Jesus. I've got a background of learning stuff about Jesus, but I don't have him as the Lord and the Savior of my life. If that's you with every eye closed and no one looking around, would you allow me to lead you in a prayer that heaven will hear and will change everything about your life? Hope begins with saying yes to the God who already said yes to you. So when I count to three, just give me a wave where you are. I would love to lead you in a prayer. Are you ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hand where you are. I see your hand. 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 Wow, that's so cool, 8.45. Let's just pray this prayer out loud all together. Come on, let's pray this prayer out loud. Dear Jesus, I open my heart to you. Fill it with your life. Fill it with your strength. Fill it with your hope. I turn from my own way. I turn to your way. Help me by your spirit to live now for your glory. Amen. Wow, six hands went up. Put your hands together for them. That is so cool. Wow. I'm going to be hanging around the front at the end, all right? Like I said, I'm double COVIDed up, full of antibodies. I'm double jabbed as well. So I'm like legit the safest human being in the room right now, all right? So come and say, if you lifted your hand, I would love to give you a hug or a high five. Is that cool? For the rest of us, with every eye open and every head raised and everyone looking around in a judgmental manner. No, seriously. Can we just knit faith right now and say that was a word for me? And I want to leave, come on, with some more hope than I came with. So if that's you, come on. 
Wait, wait, wait. If you know that was a word for you and you need the Holy Spirit to seal something, with every eye open and everyone looking around, and I don't do that to shame anyone, but the Bible says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. There's nothing as humbling as saying that's me. So if you need hope, come on, just lift your hand high in the sky. See, you're not alone. Holy Spirit, give us hope. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Praise Him.